Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. 60 KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to a Wednesday edition. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you for the next couple of hours. And glad you've decided to spend at least some of your uh, morning with Trent and I. It's a busy morning. We've got a real abbreviated show tomorrow, so we had to cram a couple of things in uh, to Wednesday's show. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list today, John Walters, the voice of Iowa State, will be here in about oh, 25 minutes or so. We'll uh, take a look back to last night's win over Mississippi Valley State, a convincing win. Did they cover? cover. Iowa State cover? They did. Barely missed layup at the end. Is that what it was? Was the difference with 31 seconds to go? Mississippi Valley State, if they would have had that one, they would have had a cover. It's crazy how the numbers work out, isn't it? This is, if not the worst, one of the worst teams in college basketball. Mm playing against an Iowa State team with a ton of new faces. Scott Knock told me that Mississippi Valley State won't play a home game until January. A lot of those schools from the SWAC, from the MEAC, this yeah, is not, what they do. But sure, they do a lot, but not even one? No, no. Pra- Prairie View A&M, I know has had multiple years like Jeez. that. Texas Southern, who's been Ka-ching. pretty good. Yeah, well, not really. Well, they fund the athletic department. Right, and that's what this is, and that's sure. what these teams have to do. You know, Texas Southern's had a couple of good teams. Uh, the old Indiana coach who took over after night. Took him to the national championship game. I can't think oh, of his name miles, off uh, Oh, yeah, anyways, yeah. He was the coach at Texas Southern, yeah. but they'd have plenty of years where they're 1-11, 1-12, and then they go in the SWAC and they dominate, and they get in the NCAA tournament. But this is what these programs have to do. It's a long, long road trip. <laughs> November and December out on the road. Student-athletes. Sure. Student-athletes. Both say the same thing. All right. Anyways, uh, so we'll talk to John Walters, the voice of Iowa State. Mark Morehouse, 1045. We'll catch up on Hawks in Wisconsin with Mark as we moved him to today. Cappy is here. It's Wednesday. Centurion Stone makes it possible. We taped Cappy about 90 minutes ago. I think you'll enjoy that conversation. Maybe you won't if you're a Bears fan. You probably won't enjoy the conversation. It's not a fun one. No, it's not. This is an awful team. And an awful quarterback. Yeah, and and a an awful difficult decision to that's that's going to be on their plate. Trent, uh, when's the last week of the season? December 29th, I think it is. So yes, yes. You know, before the calendar turns to two thousand and twenty, um, at least that decision will be starting. Maybe before that. Who am I kidding? You know, is it, are they going to move on? Are they going to try and get one more year? Are they going to bring somebody in? So Cappy's going to join us at 11 to opine on that. We'll catch up on the Cubs uh, with Cappy as well. KennyWhiteSports.com is with us. Uh, he will join us at about oh, 11.20. He's got a handful of college football games, and he's really good at college basketball. He texted me a pick yesterday. I'm assuming I'm on his list, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, he's not just you know texting me sure, sure. a random game. Sienna minus two. Bet all you want type of thing. No, what was it? Large. Yes. In capital letters, large. And they won by, what did they win, by 16 or something? I they think. dominated, and I was keeping an eye on that one. Now, I tried to find on the Bill Hill app, 
You couldn't bet the game at William Hill? Sierra American was not available. No Offshore, kidding. I do have a couple of bucks still in the account, so I fired there. I shared it with you, so you Thank cashed you. in? It, it was an easy one. That was one that, though I wasn't watching, I was keeping an eye on throughout. It coasted on in. Kenny well, White's good. Were, yeah, no, he's really good. They were up 20-something, I think, in the first 20 minutes. Anybody, nobody cares. <laughs> uh, but Bill Bender will be here at 1140 as we will take a look back at uh, the last night's uh, playoff announcement live from Madison Square Garden. I thought they did that well. You know what? Mm-hmm. Mixed it in the football in between the two basketball games, both of which were, well... I mean, the referees got a lot of uh, face time last night. Let's face it. The, the foul fest to begin the Michigan State-Kentucky game and then Kansas, the turnovers. Trent, they had 28 turnovers. They had 17 in the first 17 minutes of the first half. They, the Kansas turning the ball over 28 times. They'll be, they'll be three-game sets where they won't combine to go over 28 turnovers. After they passed the mark, the last year their season high was, what, 23 uh-huh. against Iowa State. Right. And they, did you see the, ones, the, 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 the record for turnovers by a Kansas basketball team was in 1988. They okay. turned it over 30. And Jay Billis says, wait a second. 1988, they cut down the nets. So maybe that's a sign of, they didn't see stop. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it's a, it was They're sloppy. a talented team. They are. And now there's many people out there, Kansas fans, and some Kansas writers that I follow on Twitter. I think they have the great elixir just sitting on the bench getting ready to go. Once he's healthy, mm. former Hawkeye Isaiah Moss. Yeah, I can't go there, Trent. I can't either. Um, now, they need shooting. Sure. And that was the reason that when they he's were hot. going after him hard, yep. is they need shooting on this team. That is, along with the turnovers we saw last night, but that is the problem with the construction of this team, is they don't shoot it well from the outside. Mm-hmm. And with the new three-point line and the extension of that, you've got to be able to hit outside shots. Isaiah Moss can do that at times. Right. Not consistently, no, not enough. Anyways, but look, it was fun to see the um, you know the the top four teams in the country at least to begin the season uh, on the floor last night in back to back basketball games. Did you enjoy one more than the other? Maybe the first one for me, I think I enjoyed Duke Kansas more. Well, that's maybe that's not fair because uh, watching Kentucky Michigan State, it, it was the second one for me. Yeah, Ma- when Maxi in particular for Kentucky, he was great. Hagen's defense yeah. and what he did. Uh, Cassius was frustrated. Got uh-huh. that foul call right away in the ball game. And uh, speaking of before the ball game, one of my favorite moments of the night, of course, as you said, the unveiling of the first rankings. But right before tip off of the second game, Holly Rowe comes out with Calipari on one side. Izzo on the other, and is interviewing them literally minutes before tip-off, and it was incredibly well done. It so was, the players are on the floor, and they're, they're, they're warming to, up. They're, introductions had started, or, or, or before the I'm not sure if introductions were going on, but yeah, yeah it, it was minutes before the game. They're just sitting in midcourt. Mm-hmm. They're each kind of giving each other crap, talking, and then pull boring a little bit. Oh, yeah, your team's better. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was excellent. Those interviews can be incredibly difficult, too. This isn't a Popovich-type thing. They were having fun with it, but... When you have two coaches, these interviews will be different in March. They no doubt, no right. doubt. This is the they first game take of the place year. Place in March, but they, yes, absolutely. But Holly Rowe did a great job. She is so good. She's, She's excellent. Yeah, there's her on Big Monday. That's great. Yeah. And you know what? She's really good on college football, too. She's she a is. pro. She's a pro. I'm glad that at least, um, you know, as far as we know, her health has taken a turn for mm-hmm. the better. Yep. Uh, and good for her because she's such an asset to college sports she is. and to ESPN. I'm with you, Trent. She's incredibly good at what she does. It was a fun night last night. The playoff rankings. Your biggest takeaway was what? Is it? Did, am I crazy to think 
Well, the Big 12's up against it. Oh, no doubt. I, that, that was exactly what I had down in my notes was the Sooners. And, and the other thing that, I don't know, confused me, confounded me, okay, Oklahoma's at nine. Mm-hmm. Right behind them? Florida? Florida with two losses. Uh-huh. And then you have to go down even further. Eight, no Baylor? Before you find Baylor. Yeah. Who beat Kansas State in Manhattan. Right. Something Oklahoma didn't do. Yeah. I know it's not just about losses, and I'm mm-hmm. thankful that it's not just about what no, is in, balls for sure. in the L column. But they went to Man- Manhattan, Baylor did, and dominated. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma goes there and loses. Mm-hmm. Get their couple spots ahead? Well, look, they still got to play each other. They will, uh, yeah. But um, it's the computer, I think, probably spits out Baylor ahead of Oklahoma. The committee... And the human element to this, I'm all for it. I think it's good. I love the show. I thought the uh, the panel was terrific, as they normally are. What else? The group of five is going to be a, a complete rock fight between now mm-hmm. uh, and they when they determine that as to who's going to come out of the uh, AAC. And, of course, Boise State hanging in there as they try to uh, try to be the group of five team. They're all right together. Not a lot of love from unbeaten Minnesota. You find them at 17, but you can take a look at the, you know, the teams that they've beaten in the Big Ten, and their record's not the shiniest by... By any means, uh, Clemson, a lot of talk about Clemson not being in the top four. Look, Clemson's fine. Went out and they are in because the top four teams, are there's gonna, they're going to play each other. Alabama's going to play LSU this week, the next to last weekend of the regular season. Penn State's going to play Ohio State. So we'll see these games. Clemson wins. They are in. Is there a realistic path where we get all SEC Big Ten in the playoff? It would have real, to be so the the Pac 12s got to implode because I think Oregon not is, even implode but who, well one top, of those two teams lose the game right. and then win the championship Correct. two losses um, Clemson loses a game yep yep and Georgia Oklahoma loses a game but wins the championship Georgia what Georgia gets beaten the SEC yep, championship so they got two losses I don't think it's that big of a stretch so LSU plays Alabama. Tough. Alabama wins the SEC. LSU got beat by a field goal in Tuscaloosa the first weekend in November. Meanwhile, Penn State and Ohio State are going back and forth. Does it matter who won their lost that game? I don't think it does as long as it's close. But I think it's they Penn State the... helps because it's on the road, much like you mentioned Good with point. L- yep. the team going on the road. So a road loss against one of the top two teams. A close road loss. A close so road Ohio loss. So Ohio State can't lose... Alabama I think it makes more can't difficult. lose right. because they're home. And Alabama, Fair point. their schedule, I think, would also hurt them. But because both LSU and Penn State are going to have some marquee victories in there. Yeah, Alabama's got Duke. I, I mean, think that Duke's is the bad. path. Those losses would be road losses against really good teams. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a stretch. Mm-hmm. And how about that? All SEC, all Big Ten. You got three, then, power conferences left out. Hello, 18 playoff. Well, still, I mean, I don't. I, I would like to think that it's going to speed up the process. I just don't think anything's going to happen. Well, we haven't heard contracts. anything from the ACC because they haven't been left out right. because they've had Clemson. Right. But one loss. We Clemson certainly heard from that- the Big Ten, and if they get two, if your scenario's right, uh, they're going to be fine. The pa- the Big Twelve's been left out, and they the and they've talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I think this would accelerate it. Then you have the Pac-12 still never making it. The Big Twelve left out again, and the ACC then being left out for the first time. Those wheels are going to get going in motion, and it's not a stretch at all. 
I don't think it's a huge stretch. This isn't pie in the sky. We we like to come up with fun scenarios from time to time. Mm-hmm. This isn't that crazy one, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. The Oregon loss was in week number one, and they, and they look they lost in the final what fifteen seconds yes. of the football yeah. game. Uh, the Utah loss, uh, they've recovered from that, and those two teams are you know trending to play in the Pac-12 championship. Fun, 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 fun theater last night watching that. I love it. Uh, Tuesday nights are fun. College football. Look, the, the, well, the regular season they go to playoff. It's not going to mean anything really. It means it's, it's, it means as much I think as it ever has. Yeah, Minnesota at seventeen. Uh, that was the uh, they are the lowest ranked unbeaten team. There's a couple. There's a handful of two lost teams ranked ahead of them. But yeah, I think the the point was made that the the foes that Minnesota have played in Big Ten play are combined fifteen and twenty five. Look, beat Penn State this week. Uh, they jump in the top 10. next week. They're going to be, yeah. I mean, they're not going to get to the playoff. That's a stretch that they're going to find themselves in playoff contention, but they'll be in the. They keep winning, they will. Mm. What do you I mean? Guess. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, they keep go 13 winning. Oh, you don't well, think yeah, if they win in? the Big Ten yeah. championship, for sure. For sure, if they win the Big Ten. You think they're beating Ohio State? Well, I don't, but. <laughs> no, do I? I don't I think don't. they're beating Penn State either. Did, uh, uh, well, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see. We could see that game twice. LSU, do they have a beef? Two top tens wins in the last month. Mm-hmm. Ohio State. Look, Ohio State's strength of schedule is really good. Do you know who's helped Ohio State? Cincinnati. Cincinnati, for sure. For sure. Indiana? Does it, though? Does it? It can't hurt. I mean, Indiana's, it usually, hurt. Indiana's usually a two-win football team. But if you say to somebody, you know the reason Ohio State's number one, they no, no, Indiana. no, not not just solely on the fact that they beat Indiana, right? But their strength of schedule is, you know, normally when you take a look at those bottom feeders, and Indiana was clearly one of those for the longest time. Um, I think that's, you know, that wins a little shinier than it would have been previous years. Um, I think you can make the case for LSU. Look, does it really matter? No, is it one's going to play four, two's going to play three? Mm-hmm. If Ohio State's one, if Ohio State's two, uh, they're getting in. At least you would assume. You know, I like your scenario, Trent. He's like, go back to it here. Can two Big Ten and two SEC teams? Do you want that though? Yeah, you really do. I think it'd be great, especially those teams, those name brands, mm-hmm. and the back and forth that we've heard between these two conferences for the last decade. Yes, yeah, sign me up for that. Yeah, we've seen Clemson there. We've seen Oklahoma yeah, there. Yeah. This would be something different. See, I would be okay with Clemson not getting a, a spot in this thing. Although I do think they're playing well. What are they their are. Odd, what are their odds to win it all right now? Hmm. I got to think it's a significant, and uh, not just based on last night. I got to think that if you take Clemson today, you're certainly going to get a better price than you would have, you know, prior to the calendar turning to October. What are they? Can you find that? I'll find on it your here. Bill Hill. Or Elite Sports, where do you go? What's your first stop? Usually William Hill, since uh, I do have that one funded. can also look offshore. Let's see what I can find there. Let's see. All right, here we go. Your favorites right now, both at plus 250, Alabama and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Clemson, the third choice, plus 275. See, I would have thought they were higher than that. Look at their path. No, I know it's it's why I mean it's, it's there. They're yeah, in. They're in. If they don't stumble, and and who's going to beat them? LSU nine to two plus four fifty. Georgia the fifth choice mm. at twelve to one. Oklahoma twenty to one. No. What about the Pac twelve schools? Thirty to one for Oregon. Really? A hundred to one for Utah. Really? Penn State in between and them. This is at William Hill. This is uh, uh, offshore Bovada. 
but you got to win it. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> and that's, I mean, this is a conversation we've had with so, there's so many, there's so few teams that can win a national championship anymore. How many are right now? How many can win right now? Do you don't think Oregon can win? No. Can Utah? No. Uh, Not only win that Pac-12 championship game, but then win two straight games. Uh, they win a game. Yeah. I don't see them win two in a row. Oregon's though. defense is questionable. Utah is limited offensively. Limited, especially if Hunley's banged up. And, and he, he is. is. Uh, they were showing him before the game against Washington, and he looked like I, I didn't he see looked it. like a gimpy old man really? limping around there. All of a sudden, he went in the game, and he's moving around and yeah. doing his thing. Adrenaline. Yes. It's a wonderful drug. You can get your gophers at 150 to 1. I don't think so. No, no. I'd rather take a, I'd take a, Oregon's 30? Uh, Oregon is, yeah, 30 to 1. That seems like it's pretty good value. That would be the price that I would look at most. So they have here 20 teams listed. Your two lost teams include Florida, 150 to 1. Uh, Auburn two fifty to one. Auburn's good. Look, Auburn and they've they've got don't they have Georgia and obviously Alabama left on their mm-hmm. schedule? They almost made it as a two loss team. I know they did. Or did they did as a two loss team? Iowa still hanging around. And this is offshore. This isn't from William Hill, Iowa, right? Or anything like that. Two hundred to one. Path is still there, Ken. Yeah, please. <laughs> Run the table. Yeah, you think they're going to? Run the table, throttle Ohio State, 55-24. Uh-huh. So you think a two-loss, how much carnage would there have to be for a two-loss oh. Iowa to find a way into the Clemson top would four. have to lose twice. Yeah. The Pac-12 champion would have to have two losses. Right. Big 12 champion would have to have two losses. Uh-huh. Then you're getting two SEC, and then who else? I mean, how does the committee even go about trying to decipher that puzzle oh, if it gets boy. to be if it gets to be that much I don't fun. think we're going to head that direction. It. No, I'm with you. All right, I didn't obviously and I'm assuming you don't have Cyclones TV or, uh, either. Uh, I didn't watch any of the Iowa State Mississippi Valley game last night. Uh, Mississippi Valley State game last night. Um, you know, just following it on Twitter and I'm looking forward to talking as much as uh, John Walters on basketball maybe as I am on football. Um, I guess Nixon is as good as advertised defensively. Is at mm-hmm. least that was the the message on Twitter last night. Jacobson had a really good shooting night. Halliburton was Halliburton. Fourteen assists. Yeah, it's unbelievable, right? It's good, Six steals good for him. Yeah, he was flirting with a triple double last night. Jacobson flirted with a double double, nine rebounds, twenty points out of him last night. He was flirted with a quadruple double. Was he really? Well, six steals. Yeah, seven seven rebounds, fourteen assists, twelve points. Uh, bench last night. Trey Jackson was yep. at least he got double digits. He was uh, was I think he was in the first wave of subs according to Travis Hines, or maybe it was Halstead. I can't remember which one, but regardless. And Zion Griffin, a guy that got, I mean, he was relegated to the bench last mm-hmm. year. Just didn't see a whole lot of playing time. Couldn't find a niche on that team. That was a guy that there's been a lot of conversation with here in the off season. I'm interested. A very athletic guy, 6'5". Can, you, know, you want to go small and you want to play him at the 4, I think you can do that at times. He can play more of that 3, but an intriguing player at the very least out of that sophomore class that we didn't see much last year. No, we didn't. He was, well, he was I guess, one of the few. I mean, he was the guy, right? Uh, that kind of got left behind, but uh, we'll see. Um, Saturday night, Oregon State. It's Pac-12 network only. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't you tweet yesterday? Yeah. You know, trying to help. Uh, I think, what was it? Whiskey. Whiskey River and Ankeny, yep. apparently. I saw that uh, somebody responded. That might have been Stansberry uh, responded mm-hmm. to that. And um, not a lot of others by the sounds of things. No, but if most you're a every, sports bar. You got direct TV, direct so you TV. can get Sunday ticket and right. everything else that goes along with it. It certainly makes sense. I, I completely get that. But find it. 
Is that a night game or afternoon? Is it an afternoon? Like four o'clock, I want to say something like that. You can find illegal streams out there. People can find a way. If you so really want to Reddit, watch it. Is that the way is that your yeah. go-to? That's where I can find the illegal streams. Usually just go to Reddit, and there'll be a thread there with all kinds of college basketball, college football games. So once you find the thread, and I've got to that point, but I've gotten frustrated because there's just too many links, too many pass-throughs mm-hmm. before you actually get to the game. Is that, the, is that still the case? I mean, it's been a long time since I've tried. It's a lot better than it used to be. I right? used to have the same problem as you. It would drive me nuts. You'd be on a laptop, and then all these pop-ups would start showing right. up, and it was a disaster. Anymore with my smart TV, I flip it up, and it's good. Oh, you're doing it through your TV. Yeah. Yeah, just use the remote, flip it on there, dial up the Reddit stream, you'll find it. And you know that's how I, I put on some NFL games, nor talking about more illegal activity here but well, which be no surprise to in, you until august 15th uh, i guess we <laughs> right. talked about illegal activity yeah. out of me with the gambling world now it's it's easy compared to what it once was overall i i heard you earlier today you're talking with heather about streaming yep are you getting closer well here's the thing we we, we might get closer because my wife really wants to move downtown uh-huh and i, I don't want to move downtown i don't want to move downtown i love where i live i don't want to i don't want to move but she always wins. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> right? Sounds like my house. Yeah. I mean, it's just how much can you take before you just give up? Right. Right. Throw right. In the t- All right. You win. <laughs> um, but so, I, yeah, I was asking her about that. And I, I don't know. It's just <sighs> the delay and the technology part of it, too. You I mean, again, I was stuck in traffic for a little bit and looking <laughs> out my back window this morning, knowing that we had to come and tape Cappy. And where I live, our living room window looks onto the interstate, mm-hmm. right? At Otter Creek. So I could see that there's no one moving. And I'm thinking, oh, God, why is it always Wednesday, <laughs> right? The one day I got to come in in normal rush hour traffic. So I texted you to do your secret way of you finding where the traffic jams are. And secret. I went to show my wife. I said, boy, Trent's got this really cool method of finding traffic jams. And exactly, she looks at me, <laughs> you know, anyways. It's called Anybody Google can have this, fool. Yes. It's Google Maps. But back to my getting close to giving up direct. When my bill comes every month and it's at this time of year when I'm, I've finished paying for the uh, MLB. Right. I've still got a couple of payments on Sunday ticket. Mm-hmm. The NHL Center Ice package has just kicked in. We've got all the Foxes, all the movie channels. My bill's right around 300 bucks. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm getting close. I can understand. I mean, when people are out there, they're paying. But again, I'm, I'm 60. I'll be 61 next month. I'm not giving up the Jets. Oh, right, right. I was without them for 15 painful years. I'm going to watch my my heart, my team until I expire. So if I can get, if I can find a streaming service that has the center ice package, yeah, maybe. Then you're getting there. Look I mean, yeah, I'm going to have to go to the net because you know eventually when Big Twelve plays around, ESP, our ESPN Plus is where we're going to not Plus is it Plus or yeah ESPN, ESPN Plus, Plus yep is where we're going to find uh, Iowa State Big Twelve games. Got to watch them. We're getting closer. Uh, we're going to talk to a Big Twelve announcer. Well, the Big Twelve announcer, John Walters, joins the program next. But first. <laughs> Time to put another thousand dollars in your bull bank account or your wherever you could use the grand. We're here to see if we can help you do that. Simply text the keyword "super" to two hundred two hundred right now. That's super. To- in this nationwide contest, uh, we'll be back with John Walters, Mark Morehouse this hour, Miller and Condon until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty. 
This is Iowa State Athletics Director Jamie Pollard, and you're listening to Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon with you here until noon, 15 minutes. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, Iowa, Wisconsin. Right now, John Walters, voice of Iowa State. They've got a big one. The football team does. Eric and John will be with them in Norman. Chris Williams will handle play-by-play on Saturday of uh, Iowa State in Oregon. Stay a little packed. 12, Big 12 action there. John, good to talk to you. Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, John Walters. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. You know, if, um, I want to start basketball-wise with you because, you know, I didn't see any of it last night, just following it on Twitter, but so much uh, intrigue. There really is surrounding this team with, you know, all the scoring that they lost. I guess I want to start with Prentice Nixon and, you know, following the game on Twitter, John, uh, apparently defensively is, um, you know, that was one of his strong suits and at least based on last night's game, uh, he lived up to that. Uh, he's going to be, you know, Trump's going to be able to, I think, depend on him, um, you know, when they need to make that stop. Nixon's defense to start, if you would. Yeah, I think the combination of Prentice Nixon and Rashir Bolton on the perimeter defensively really creates a good situation for Iowa State. They had a ton of steals. Now, admittedly, uh, Mississippi Valley State, you know, is a work in progress. They are they're very young. You're very kind. <laughs> and they, yeah, well, they did not handle the basketball well at all early in that game. And Iowa State made them pay for it. They, they converted. They got out and ran off turnovers. Uh, Halliburton had six steals in the game. Prentice Nixon had four. And I think it was Prentice that really set the, the tone for Iowa State defensively. And I, I love a guy that loves to play. Defense. Yes. You know, a lot of guys play it because they have to or because their coach mm-hmm. demands it or because they know that's their way to get onto the floor. Prentice Nixon's play, he plays defense because he loves playing defense. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Javon Carter, and I'm not saying he's in that class because mm-hmm. that was the best defensive player I've ever seen really? at wow. uh, West Virginia. Yep. Well, just so I think he was defensive player of the year. No, he was really well. good. He was really good. <laughs> he was great. A great on-ball defender. But you could just tell that he wa- he loved playing defense, you know, and, and that's kind of the feel I get with Prentice. He took 92 charges in his last two years at Colorado Jeez. State. I mean, he's a guy that played for Larry Station and liked playing for Larry <laughs> That's State. great. <laughs> and, and that tells you everything you need to know about his attitude about defense. Uh, another stat-stuffing performance out of Tyrese Halliburton. 12, 14, 7 rebounds, 6 steals, doing a little bit of everything there. But uh, I think the question is about some of these new faces. Ken brought up one in Prentice Nixon. How about off the bench? Trey Jackson, a freshman. A lot of people are excited about what you saw out of him. And another guard here. Playing time, how difficult is it going to be, though, for the freshman to find with Jackson? I think uh, Trey Jackson and Caleb Grill played very well Good. in their freshman debuts. Uh, both played really, really well. Now, Trey, he kind of struggled out of the gate with his shot. He was pretty jacked up. I think he might have airballed his first three, three-point mm-hmm. attempts. And they all went long by about a foot. Uh, but once he settled in, he had three in a row, uh, really got in a nice groove, and he's going to be a guy that makes a lot of threes at Iowa State. He's not wearing that number by coincidence in the name Trey, and <laughs> he, can, he can shoot that ball out there, no doubt. And and Caleb Grill really played well on both ends of the floor. I mean, those two guys made a really nice contribution. That's what's fun about an opener, especially when you don't play an exhibition game. You just play the two secret scrimmages. For the fans, it's the first chance to see these guys, and, and really for me, too, other than practices. So, you know, to, to see those guys go out and play really well, Caleb Grill, uh, Regier Bolton, before he kind of got cramped up and didn't play much in the second half, but we mentioned Nixon, certainly Trey Jackson. All those guys played really well. So it was good to see, 
you know, that what, what we've been hearing about them is true. They're good players. Uh, Michael Jacobson leads the team in scoring yesterday, and apparently, John, he was uh, he spent a lot of time this offseason, as he did when he was sitting out and prior to last year as well, uh, working on that shot. 8-13 last night. Were any of those, you know, from longer range than he would have been comfortable from uh, from last year, perhaps? How about Jacobson's night? Yeah, he's, he seems pretty comfortable facing the basket and shooting three-pointers this year. I don't know that he'll shoot a ton of them, but he made a couple last night. And and I think he could be a guy that hits, you know, maybe 30 on the season. And that can really add something to this team. You know, Solomon Young is much more of a back-to-the-basket type of guy. Mm-hmm. So Michael's being asked to play out on the perimeter, and the big key for him is defensively. Can he move his feet well enough to stay in front of smaller players? Last night he did a pretty good job of that, and he really competed hard like he always does. And just very quietly led the team in scoring and, and had nine rebounds. So uh, good, good performance from him. And I think he's a real leader on this team. These guys look up to him. You know, he's, he's a Big 12 Scholar Athlete of the Year. He's a very intelligent player. And I, I just think he's a real leader on this basketball team. As mentioned, you'll uh, miss the next performance for the basketball team as you'll be in Norman. But a pretty important one there, too. You always hate to miss a basketball game. But for a football game down against Oklahoma in a shot, Really, I don't want to say to salvage the season, but certainly change some of the disappointment that's been up to this point in the year. You go down to Norman, win for the second straight time down there. Conversation changing about Iowa State football. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not disappointed in the season. I, I, I think Iowa State's a very good football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they've lost three really close games. Uh, you know, I, I think they have a chance. They're in a position to do some great things in November. There's there's four great opportunities left. Three of them are going to be super tough. I mean, Kansas State is looking like yeah, they are. a much better team than anybody thought they were going to be, okay? Chris Kleiman's done a great job there. But when you're talking about getting an opportunity against Oklahoma, Texas, and Kansas State at the end of the year where you kind of control your destiny if you win those games, uh, what more could you ask for? So I think... Iowa State's really excited about this opportunity. Nobody's won in Norman since Iowa State did it two years ago. Nobody had done it, I think, for the two years prior to that. So, um, you know, it's rare the teams do it down there. But, you know, when you go back and look at that game a couple of years ago, it wasn't like Iowa State won the turnover battle 7 to nothing or 8 nothing like they did in, in Lincoln the one year. Yeah. You know, it was one nothing, And that was a huge turnover. Joel Lanning got that fumble recovery down near the goal line. That was a big turnover. But... They took care of the ball. They didn't commit penalties. They blocked well. They freed themselves up for a couple big plays. They tackled really well. They were just fundamentally sound and hung in there. And they got behind, and they came back and won. And obviously, Kyle Kemp's had a big day. But we know Brock Purdy's capable of having a big day. We know Iowa State's capable of doing all those other things that I just mentioned. So, you know, why not go down there believing that you can win that game? Uh, what will Haycock do as far as Hurts? Will he you know, will he spy him, and uh, once he starts moving from out of that pocket, try and have a linebacker run him down? Is that how you think Haycock's going to play Hurts? Because you clearly, like, he's it's kind of pick your poison, right? Because he can beat you through the air, too. But as you know, Johnny, so darn good when the play breaks down, or even if it doesn't, he decides to run the football game. Will they put a spy on him, do you think? I think probably they will, and you're right, Ken. You just nailed it because... A lot of guys are good at two things, but you say while they're good at throwing and running, uh, they're they're a little bit better at this than they are at that. With him, he's really good at everything, mm-hmm. and so it's hard to find, you know, kind of that soft spot where you say, okay, if we just hammer him on this detail, then the rest of it can kind of take care of itself, make him one dimensional. He is it's, it's almost impossible to do that with him. He's really good at breaking tackles. He's super strong. Uh, you know, he's second in the Big Twelve in rushing. Period. You know, not not just for a quarterback. I'm talking rushing. He's behind Chuba Hubbard, second in the league at 100 yards a game. So, 
he's a huge threat in the run game, but he's also made very accurate passes all season, um, has really shown an ability to do that. So it's kind of a nightmare defensively because I, I think it's a pick-your-poison deal. Um, but, yeah, I, I think putting a spy out there, that's what they did with Joel Lanning on Baker Mayfield a couple of years ago, and that worked very, very well. Um, I, I, I'd be surprised if they don't go to that strategy this Saturday. Brees Hall has been so good since he started to get a majority of the reps through the football a ton the last time out in the loss to Oklahoma State. You anticipate that this is going to be a game they're going to rely even heavier on Brees Hall, try to milk some of that clock and keep the Oklahoma offense off the field? Well, I think they have to, and it's, it's for the reason you just stated, but it's also because Iowa State's a better football team when they do run the football more. You know, if you look at their season, they're 5-0 and when they rush for 100 yards. They're 0-3 when they don't. And they've found a pretty consistent running threat with Brees Hall. He's got 391 yards and seven touchdowns rushing in the last three games. So, uh, you know, I, I don't see any problem with continuing to give him the football more often. Um, and, and I think it'll really help Brock. It'll, it'll take some pressure off him if, if Brees continues to run the football well. And obviously, uh, you've got a great quarterback in Brock Purdy. And, you know, if the game is, is being dictated that, hey, Oklahoma is really putting a bunch of guys in the box to slow down the run game and to stop Brees Hall, okay, then you take what the defense gives you. You don't be stubborn about it, and you do have Brock throw it a bunch of times. But, you know, I, I think it would really help Iowa State if they could regain their balance a little bit because I think that balance is when you become most dangerous as an offensive football team and the most unpredictable. And, and I think Iowa State's at its best when they're running the football. Uh, John Walters, voice of Iowa State, is our guest. John, I uh, really enjoyed the piece on uh, Deshante Jones I, um, that was, I think you guys put it on Twitter. Oh, uh, within yeah. the last week or so, I thought that was great. <laughs> and whoever's coming up with these prom driving students to class the other day was was really good as well. <laughs> but back to Jones and the Big Twelve overall receiver wise, Jones is good, but he's with a whole bunch of great receivers. You're going to see this week one this week in CD Lamb, Wallace at Oklahoma State, Mims at Baylor, uh, Rager at TCU. Boy, there's some guys that can uh, catch the football in this conference. No no question about it, and there have been for several years. It's been a great quarterback-wide receiver league. Um, and, and Deshante is not the guy that's going to have 10 touchdowns in the season by the time it's all said and done, but he's going to do all the dirty work, and he's going to go catch all those balls across the middle, all those crossing patterns. And when you think back to Matt Campbell's really good offenses at Toledo, they always had a guy in that M position, that, that slot receiver position, it was really good. They had a guy named Eric Page that had, I think, 125 catches in one year. They always had a guy in that slot that could run across the middle and just give you catch after catch and drive you nuts as a defense. And Deshaunce's becoming that guy. And I think he's just having an awesome senior season. I'm really happy for him. Uh, but you're right. You can get lost in the shuffle in the Big 12 real quickly with all yeah. the great receivers out there. No doubt about it. All right, so, so Chris is doing play-by-play. Who's playing the role of Eric Heft uh, on Saturday? For the or for the Oregon Galloway. State. You know, okay, good. Yeah, nice. you can't have one point guard. Go find another. You know? and, uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, JC is going to call the game, and they'll do a great, great job out there in Corvallis. Good stuff, John. Thank you. We will uh, talk to you in the weeks ahead. Appreciate it, John. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. John Walters, uh, the voice of Iowa State. All right, from Iowa State to Iowa, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. He joins the program next. Trent and I are with you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Des Moines, Iowa. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Mark Morehouse, 
Cedar Rapids Gazette momentarily before that. Uh, next home game for Iowa is Minnesota. If you want to win tickets, a pair of tickets, to see the Hawks host the Gophers, uh, simply go to kxno.com, click the contest tab. There you'll find the Hawkeye link. Uh, total points, here's the contest, simple. Total points scored, both teams combined. Wisconsin-Iowa this week, closest without going over. What is the total in Vegas? Is it 37, something That's, like that? Yeah, it, would, it opened right in that. 38, I think, is where it opened. So 37, Plummeting. 38, just for reference sake. But uh, closest without going over. If you're the one, you'll get two tickets to see Iowa the next time they come home, which is a week from Saturday. We know where they'll be this Saturday, and Mark Morehouse will be there with the team. Uh, Madison is the scene. Mark, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Great. How are you guys? Doing well. Trent just tipped me off that you're in the throes of doing your uh, your next column on Wisconsin starting to separate themselves uh, from this Iowa football program. What What's behind it? What have you been able to uncover that leads you to that conclusion, Mark? It's just uh, the results, basically. Um, mm-hmm. three, three in a row, six of the last seven, eight of the last 11. <sighs> I, I, I don't know how else to spin that. And I look at it this way also, you know, is this philosophy going to work? I mean, I think against Wisconsin, you know, in Wisconsin, let's just slip ahead to 2020. You know what you're going to get out of Wisconsin, right? Probably <laughs> no Jonathan Taylor. Right. But a big offensive line, yeah. uh, smart coaching staff. And I think, I think what you're going to, you're going to see the Wisconsin defensive coordinator, Jim Leonard, I think you're going to see him become a very hot commodity here very soon. Uh, so you kind of know what you're going to get out of Wisconsin. You don't really know what you're going to get out of Iowa in 2020. Uh, new quarterback. The NFL is going to come and take its bite, almost like a tack. And uh, you don't know what you're going to get on Iowa. I mean, there's. I think there's some reason for optimism. I think Tyler Goodson's a star, and he's ready to to really burst. But uh, I think if Iowa wins Saturday, I don't think this resets the series either. I think it's a it's a win for Iowa, and then let's see what happens next year. I, I really think. Uh, uh, it almost comes to, is this philosophy going to work against Barry's philosophy? And right now, I think the evidence is saying it's not. It's not Identity. What the identity of this Iowa program is. We know what Wisconsin football is. It's big old fat offense alignment, power football. That's what they're going to do. Iowa is zone blocking, getting out, trying to run the football. But to be frank, they haven't been very good at running the football outside of pockets for quite a while now, really over the last decade. Mark, if it doesn't work this year, if the West appears to be there for the taking last season, they couldn't do it. It maybe is there for the taking this year, and if they can't do it, how much reevaluation needs to be done with this program as a whole? I think a lot. I mean, I, I really think a lot. And, you know, people look point at the scores of these games, and they'll say, oh, the scores are close. Well... You know, last last year I'm taking last year off the board. Last year, that last uh, there was a garbage touchdown last year. Late and Leighton sort of uh, Iowa had was going for a time on defense and eleven guys in line of scrimmage and, and one got away. But beyond that, you know, look at the way these two teams like to play the game, Trent. I mean, it's very it's game control. Mm-hmm. It's headlock city. It's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, efficient running game. Uh, def- and stellar defense. Uh, Punts. Uh, yeah, punts. Uh, hey, what a field position! It all right. matters. Yeah, but uh, I really think uh, what's Wisconsin is Wisconsin, Iowa is Iowa, and it's, it, if Iowa loses this game, it's four in a row, and then seven of the last eight, and three of the last or uh, nine of the last twelve. Uh, one side is clearly realizing what it wants to be, and the other side 
is not, at least against this team. Hmm. Uh, Jack Cohen, when you when you watch Jack Cohen play, I think he's. I think you're going to see the same quarterback in back-to-back weeks. I think Tanner Morgan and Jack Cohen, I've never seen them in the same place together. <laughs> their, their stats are almost identical, Mark. It's the same. They, they don't wow you. They don't make mistakes. Is that how you see Jack Cohen? Yeah, I think that's how you win in the West. And Yeah, yeah fair. Uh, given the opportunities in the passing game, he, he hits uh, more than he misses. Now they don't take a lot of shots. And I really think the personnel there that they have the, the, the kid at tight end, Jake Ferguson. I think he's tremendous, and I think he's an NFL player. Uh, Quintez Cephas. The, I can't. I don't remember exactly what day they got him back, but I know it was late. Yeah. I know he was uh, cleared of uh, sexual assault charges, mm-hmm. and the team, the school let him back in, and the team let him back on. on team. I want to say July, August, somewhere. It there. was. Yeah, it was. It was leading up to week one. It was closer. It was really close to the season. I think. What a what a great gift. Yeah. For for a program. Uh, so I think Wisconsin's got it all going. And I think, uh, you know, I think is Cone, is he an, you know, grade him as a Wisconsin quarterback, just as a Wisconsin quarterback. I think he's probably a B plus, A minus right now. Now, Wisconsin quarterback, that means he's probably not going to be a difference maker on another team. But, you know, in Wisconsin system, that guy doesn't have to be a superhero. So uh, unless Iowa can get him off his spot, unless A.J. Epineza and the boys can get some pressure going on there, um, I expect Cohen to have the same kind of type, possibly have the same type of game that Alex Hornibrook had last year, which was against the Hawkeyes, perfect. So Iowa slows down the running game, and they beat up Cohen a little bit. How do they score? How's this Iowa football yeah. team going to score? That's a great question. Um, mm. I think it's probably going to have to come through. Trent, I've come to this conclusion, and I, and this might be crazy, and this might not be even possible but i remember the energy and the i don't know maybe it was a little more aggressive the game plan against ohio state 2017 mm-hmm. i want to say it was winner take all or was take no prisoners right from the beginning they've tried play they they passed the ball on first down quite a bit they they kind of got away from tendency and then uh once once ohio state thought you know okay this is gonna be a passing game they open up the run, and, and the running and the running lanes open. They really open. So, I think maybe be a little more aggressive than you want to be. You have to try something like that. And I, you got to give to me, Trent. I think you got to give Wisconsin some eye candy. I mean, those are this is a three-four defense, and, the, and basically you have defensive uh, linebackers playing defensive end for you. Um, you got to muddy their eyes. You got to get them moving the wrong way, and then you got to. <laughs> You gotta block them. I mean, when you, when you have a two hundred, let me see, uh, two hundred forty pound, basically defensive endish type guy, two thirty five. If Iowa can't make that guy a grease spot and run over the top of him and pave <laughs> over him, well, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And Zach Bond's been doing some damage, doing just that, right? I mean, he is is he the guy when you look at this team defense? Sanborn's well, they're all their linebackers are good and they all make plays, but Bond's a stat stuffer. I really thought that the that would be the downfall of Wisconsin's defense this year. I mean, they lost Ryan Conley, and I'm blanking on the other guy from last year, but uh, they lost two basically Josie Jewels in the middle last year. And I thought, okay, they're going to be they're going to be weak down the middle of, um, defensively. Well, Chris Orr ends up. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. He was uh, got hurt and lost a job a few years ago. He's having a great season. And then Jack Sanborn, a guy the Hawkeyes were in on till the to the bitter end. Uh, obviously filling in well, so they're they're pretty strong in the middle, but they're they're getting uh, they can cover 
they can get to the quarterback. Um, they're just a dangerous defense because of the unpredictability. I mean, look at it, and it's a 3-4, but uh, the one thing about every every Hawkeye offensive lineman I've talked to about the Badgers, they talk about the gap integrity that this team still imposes, which is impressive considering all the moving parts and the fact that you know there are linebackers filling a lot of those holes. So uh, if I'm Iowa, maybe I flood a, a gap, try to flood a gap. Uh, you got to count for the backside because this team is always coming. Uh, this has to be a clean game, and I know uh, people are booing me right now, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, even if Iowa wins, you know Ferentz will say, you know, we played a clean game, and I think Iowa is kind of begging for that. I think it was close against Northwestern. It was closer. Um, this is not Northwestern. No, by a long shot. I uh, have any opinion on Penn State, Minnesota, what's going to happen at 11 o'clock up in the Twin Cities? You know, uh, I don't believe the Minnesota hype, but this is a chance to get a, a taste of it, I, I think Penn State spanks them. I think Penn State is clearly the second-best team in the league, and uh, I'm not sure what Minnesota is yet. Here we are in, what, week eight or nine? Yeah. It's November. Or it'll be the second week of November, and we still don't really know what Minnesota is. That drives me crazy. Week 11 of the college football no, season. No, it's not. Oh it is. No, it's oh, not. My. Stop, stop. I'm sorry. It's crazy. Hey, did they? Did Minnesota do the right thing with uh, extending Fleck the way they did? I mean, I, 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 can't, I certainly can't fault it. That doesn't mean he's going to stay. The buyout's going to be bigger. But uh, Fleck in Minnesota, you like the fit? Uh, he's going to get another. He's going to get a, sh- a, cra- a crack at one of the big ones. Yeah, I'm not so sure too. which one. Not probably not USC, but I think he gets a crack at one of the big ones. Uh, right now, I think this is the smartest thing Minnesota could do. Mm-hmm, me too. Uh, he's your guy who beat the Badgers, so basically he's your McCarney. You're going to want to keep him. Yeah, it's well put. Well put, mm-hmm. Mark Morehouse. We'll talk to you more about the Minnesota game uh, a week from tomorrow. We'll be back with a full show tomorrow. Thank you, Mark, for being flexible and coming on today with us. Appreciate it. You bet, guys. Thanks for having me on. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Trent and I are off tomorrow at 10.15. Quick show. Quick show. We'll get Lee Sterling, though. Lee Sterling. And uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Um, Yeah, we've got Iowa Wild Hockey. Speaking of that, you know what? I want to take an opportunity to congratulate Joe O'Donnell. Oh, yes. Last night? Yeah, last night. I mean, this is a kid who certainly paid his dues, waiting for his shot. Everybody wants to get to the bigs, whether you're a player or whether you're a broadcaster, whether you're whatever, front office. Joe O'Donnell up with the Minnesota Wild. He's on this West Coast road swing. He's got a number of games he's going to do for him last night. Paul Allen was congratulating him. One Minnesota pro sports voice to another. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Joe O'Donnell's not long for Des Moines. He's trending that direction. Yeah, he got a lot of love last night. And good for you, Joe O'Donnell. He's a hardworking guy. He's a good person. The Iowa Wild have a good one in Joe O'Donnell. Maybe not for much longer. He'll be, uh, again, uh, on the radio calling Minnesota Wild game tomorrow. But we're off tomorrow at 1030 because there's a game. I guess it's a school game, right? It is, yeah. Uh, tomorrow, ten fifteen. Anyways, uh, we've got the eleven o'clock hour packed. Cappy leads it off. Kenny White sports from Vegas. Bill Bender is going to be here. Miller and Condon till noon on Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO.